They say small business is the backbone of America. So what's the best way to support a small business? It is to learn more about them and share with your family and friends. We interview founders from across the world who have started and scaled their business through the ups and downs, long hours, and the rewards that come from sacrificing their time to build their business. Welcome to First to Arrive, Last to Leave, The Journey of an Entrepreneur. All right. Well, we'd like to welcome Morgan Katz from Event Finders. Uh, she is a graduate of Goldman Sachs Business Program, a fellow alum, and we're just so excited to have you finally sit down and chat with us. Uh, having me. Yeah, of course. Um, what We were in the same cohort, so we spent a lot of time going through the course together. I think we even had some like sidebar stuff we got to work together and lots of uh, emotional roller coasters during that program, for sure. Um so, Morgan, tell us about uh, the beginning of your business. Sure. Um, so, Event Finder started in 2019. Um, I have a long history in sports and entertainment. I sold premium ticketing for different teams and venues. Um, and we do the sale. We say, see you at the game. And then the renewal came for the client on the corporate side. Well, guess what? We never saw them at the game. And so there was this disconnect of, like, what was happening, what was being sold, and who was showing up. So I kind of took it upon myself to be that client uh, advocate. And so I was like, why don't I do this on my own? Crazy idea, right? And so that's what Event Finder started with. We would go into companies and help them write ticket policies and procedures, write plans to use their tickets, etc. Uh, so that was 2019. I had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> Figured it out as we failed and flew and all the things in between. Um, and then 2020 started to really get a groove. And then COVID hit. <laughs> and so, yeah, right? So, yeah. Um, we went uh, five months of a revenue intermission uh, and during that time period. But what it allowed was I actually had time to stop and say, what are we going to do in this business and write a business plan and take a class like Goldman Sachs and really like put all of that forward of what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and we work nationwide, but being in Texas, being based in Texas, we had a lot of clients here and, and we had some events in the fall that helped us, you know, be able to get back on track. But during that time when we decided that we were going to transition from a consulting company to a software company, and that's how we created our software. Um, So our program is called Ticket Booth, and it helps turn your tickets into data for a season ticket holder. So now we have gone from consulting to a full tech company (laughs) uh, in about a two-year time period, and it's a crazy ride. So uh, So it's been fun. Can we talk about your business model? Because I want to understand, like, who pays you and how you... So obviously data is a very popular business model right now. But, like, let's say I'm the Mavericks. Yep. And, you know, we sell 20,000 season tickets. Is it their money... Yes, they sell the ticket, but their revenue is when people actually come and buy stuff. And so is their reason for having you on board is because I need to figure out because don't you help sell tickets too? like isn't that part of the model where part of it so maybe a client's not using all their tickets we'll find a buyer for them versus let them go unused to get them some revenue back but so yes we do have a couple team deals in place where they say hey these are my top 50 accounts and they're not showing up what can you do to help them? And then we come in almost as a third party, but also as a, a silent partner for them. So they're not having to talk to a sales rep who they feel is, you know, slided one way or another mm-hmm. to lead the decision. It's 
why are we using these? What do you need? Um, and then, but most of our clients actually, we don't go through teams and they are just clients that we know have season tickets. We go to them and they are struggling because what has happened is one person has purchased them and they now have become that other duties as assigned to somebody else <laughs> on the job description. And oh that gosh. other person, that job line is, is not thrilled. <laughs> you know, like that's not working well or it's 12 Excel sheets and it's all these different emails and back and forth. So um, that's where most of our clients come from just going to the corporate side directly. So if I'm a huge corporation and I bought these season tickets, what is that costing me as a corporation yeah. if they're not, if we're paying all this money and they're not getting used? Like they paid it, whether yeah. they get used or not, does yeah. that really cost them money? Or obviously well, it does. it depends on why you buy them, but yes, yes, it does cost them money, right? So national average is 47% of corporate season tickets go unused. Whoa. Right? So you're talking, what? I know, crazy, wow. crazy well, number. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So um, our clients, their average ticket usage is about 82%. So huge jump, still not 100. You're probably never going to get to 100 unless like, we're like driving people to the game you know, to get them in because things happen or people <laughs> yeah. don't show up, all of that. But um, yeah, so it's, you know, their investment can be anywhere from 5000 to 100000 um, Our services, our software subscriptions, an annual subscription, it's 2000 to 5000 depending on the level you buy in at. So, for example, I have a client in Philadelphia, and they have a suite. and But part of that suite was a marketing package, and that's what they wanted. They didn't want the tickets, but they got thrown in, right? So, great, now we have these. <laughs> so, they didn't use their suites for two years in this entire deal, almost uh, like 10 times total in two years. So, last year, we said, okay, one, we're going to reassess how we're using them. Let's try some things out. But also, let's sell. Let's sell a yeah. bunch. So at the end of that season, one season, we wrote them a check back for $80,000. So they paid us 3500 and then we wrote them a check for $80,000 for tickets that would have gone unused. So there's some value there. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's incredible. So I'm, who, how are you marketing to said customers? Like if, if, I'm, a, if I'm a consumer and I'm yeah. like, oh, I want to go to this concert, those tickets are already blocked off for the corporate for that business? Yeah, so you'll buy, companies have season tickets. Right. Um, some companies have started dropping seasons and buy on demand when they mm -hmm. have requests. Um, so we have some programming for that that helps them consolidate expenses and everything like that. So you don't have 12 people buying different tickets and you have all these different expenses coming in later. But yeah, I mean, it all depends on are they season ticket holders or not. We're really lucky. We've got a good group that kind of kept with us during COVID and stuff. And we've we work a lot off referrals. So we know that, you know, Jim Bob is going to give us a referral if, if he knows somebody else, which is really nice. Uh, what tends to happen, too, is two, somebody has two seats and then they start talking. And so now we kind of have a little cluster in a stadium where we've got four, six, eight, ten, twelve seats oh. in this one section because everyone's talking about it together. So um, but we do the, all the traditional stuff, right? We have the digital um, and all of that. But, yeah, we know who we know the profile of companies that have season tickets. And that's who we're talking to. The trick is there's unfortunately no one's job description director of season tickets at a company, yeah. right? So sometimes we're talking to an admin, sometimes we're talking to marketing, sometimes HR, sometimes it's the owner. So that's where our sales cycle kind of lingers is finding the right person because it's like, yeah, we have tickets. Oh, I got to figure out who is the one that's, you know, and then that's where that little delay is for us. So interesting. So I want to go into the tech side yeah, because... 
you're I'm and I'm not saying this looking at you. I'm just I know I've talked to you before. You're not a tech person. I'm right? not like, a tech person. Okay. Like I wish I still had a BlackBerry. I'm not a tech person. <laughs> I love my BlackBerry. God, I love that thing. So could you describe that process? Like because I think so many people building a company, right? You have to be a tech company. No matter yeah. what you do, yeah. you've got to have the technology. You've yep. got to be the technology, whatever it is. Yeah. How I'd love to know some of the obstacles you had to overcome not know you know not knowing that world but having to all of a sudden make your business that world absolutely yeah and it is everything is tech related whether you say oh we're going to automate this guess what that's tech related right everything is that so um i had a great mentor who set me up with my first developer um, well, let me backtrack. My first developer was in Moldova, some guy I found on like Upwork or something. <laughs> and he was doing fine. I don't actually know. And then he was like, I don't want to work for the next six months. So I'll call you back when I'm ready to restart this program. And I was like, okay, well, that doesn't actually work. <laughs> but thank you for the honesty and not just taking my money for six months, I guess. Right. So, so yeah. So Ouch. then um, I had a, a mentor who connected me with a guy named Mark in Wyoming and Mark is a one man shop and he's retired from Microsoft and has this incredible, you know, resume of, of history. And so we just had some conversations and, um, I'm, I'm a little loud and I like to talk with my hands and Mark is, is very much a tech programmer. And so after we figured out how to connect to and talk to each other, we had a great relationship. So, um, and he was very, gracious, but also very direct with when I say, well, I want a report to do this, this and this. And he's like, well, that's data, not a report. Like he would correct my terminology. Uh. And so that helped me start just a better baseline. And where I would interchange words because it doesn't mean anything different to me. It means something (laughs) to that programmer. right? And it means something to your final bill when you're building software. So really thankful for what he brought to the table on that. So he built our first version. It was wonderful. That's what we rolled out to market. Uh, we actually outgrew Mark. He's like you said, he's a one man shop and couldn't do the support side of things plus everything else. So we ended up moving developers, made a bad decision on who we went with next. Um, Can you and, say why? Yeah, it was a communication issue. It was um, it was where they were interchanging words, right? So uh, they would be like, oh, that's an easy fix, which to me on a Monday afternoon call means that'll be done by Friday. Well, that was two. that meant a two week sprint. Right. So that it was just very different. And there was just a whole different set. So um, we recently moved and the plan, the one we're at now is who I actually really wanted to. But they were when I talked to them to move from Mark originally, they were like, we can take you in about a year to 18 months. Mm. And I couldn't. Mark couldn't do that. So that's how we ended up at the second. So that kind of it was a, you know, that decision was almost made for us to a degree. But when we went over there, they were like, there's some there's some rough stuff here, mm-hmm. right? There's some bad plumbing. Your bathroom's connected to your kitchen, connect, you know, like oh, not wow. in a good way, right, of the house plumbing. So um, so we've been doing some cleanup on that. But um, so with that, I've learned a lot. Part of this new company we're with, I actually, as the business owner, have to complete a, a, a university a, through them that they host and put on um, to learn how to read basic code and know what things mean and understand wow. things. So it's part of the package when you sign up to do any type of development with them as an entrepreneur. So it's a really uh, daunting task, but it's going to be really great for our future as we grow as a tech company and launch more products. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, speaking the language. I yeah. Know, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. I think it's a great way for them too. And it also, it helps 
you as a business owner be accountable to what they're doing and what so there's no miscommunication later on the road of like you said this but I didn't understand when you have to take this course you have to like sign off that you understand and pass the class you know like it just puts everyone on the same page well yeah. kind of uh, accountability when you were talking about not being able to communicate with that other person is yeah. really like there, there shouldn't be an issue moving forward and things will much, go much faster I suppose it will and that's really interesting <laughs> at first it took me a while to figure out their process because they're like well we're going to have calls to talk about how this page works and I'm like why don't you just build it and then we'll talk about it later exactly and I'm like because this is billable hours and there's yeah. five people on the call right and so all this and um but that's but it's incredible because they know every they understand 100 percent of our business in a sense to be able to make it mm. right the first time versus we'll put something out there we'll see what breaks we'll see what doesn't make sense and change it change it change it change it so it's a it's a flip to what i was used to and that's just not me i'm like oh, oh, like i don't need the sales pitch i need the price at the bottom yes. right like this is my <laughs> buying style so it uh, it was a it was a good adjustment but an adjustment so how did you I said we weren't going to talk about COVID. But I know. Obviously. <laughs> we, it seems to be, well, yeah, but it's around the same time you were launching. Yeah. You were yeah. like full force and it's all of a sudden. It's pretty relevant in our, in my world, good so or bad. Can yeah. you, like you take the sleep, you've got this business. Can you like walk us through what's happening in your mind? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it had to be devastating and just devastating. So funny thing, it actually wasn't at first and I'll tell you why. So. By March 1st of 2020, I had sold more than I did in Q3, Q4 combined of 2019, right? So I'm like, okay, here we go. I also had had a baby. I had a baby in February. So I had a two-week-old, March 1st, pulling numbers, (laughs) like closing out the court. You know, like, it's fine. It was what it was. So I go back. I take two weeks of maternity leave because you run your own business. You you don't really get maternity leave. Yeah. um, <laughs> no, so I'm back to work for like 10 days and then COVID hits the first stars game gets canceled. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to get two to three more weeks with Elliot. Like, this is great. Oh. It was a silver. It was, mm-hmm. I didn't think, but we didn't know. Right. I Nobody was one of knew. the two week believers too. I'm yeah. Like, right. We're going to be back by <laughs> yeah. March. 24th. I was even like 30 days. I'm fine. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> baseball will start maybe a week or two late, but we'll have summer concerts. We'll be fine. Like, yeah. No idea, obviously. So I wasn't upset at first. Now, when we rolled into April and it came time to pay bills and we hadn't taken money in for a month, then I started, you know, like that's when mm-hmm. everything started to hit. So, um, yeah, so it was a lot, you know, and we took advantage of the programs that were out there. I think everybody did to a degree. Right. And that kept us lights on, you know, food on all that kind of stuff. But for me, on a personal side, I'd never taken a break like that before. Yes. Right? And I had this whole time with this adorable three-month-old, you know, like baby playing around. And literally it was, we couldn't leave the house to go anywhere. So we didn't. We just stayed and played. And my husband's a firefighter. So he would leave. I mean, it was just her and I. Like, that was it. Um, So when, though, probably June, it was like, okay, it's time to start making some moves one way or the other. Right. And there was a lot of discussion and, you know, internal thought about, is this something that we just said, hey, we had a really good run and maybe it's time I move industries and just do something different. And, you know, it, and kind of fought that. And the other side of that was like, what if we just did something a little different of what we're already doing? Right. Because mm-hmm. honestly, if I walk into someone looking for a job 
and say, well, I've sold tickets for 15 years, you're going to look at me like, I don't know how that relates to relevant job experience. And especially at the level that I would want a VP, you know, like all of that up. So it was like, okay, let's find this. I also am a little bit of a rebel. So let's (laughs) say, what if we just actually did this and I actually like figured this out on that side? So a lot of thought, a lot of whiteboarding, and then put it to use. Again, back to being in Texas, we had events in the fall. While it was limited capacity, it was masked, whatever it was, people were still buying. And and it was interesting, people were buying suites because they they felt more secure in that space, right, versus in the open, which are more expensive, which in the end, like, so we we actually grew in 2020, even not taking revenue for five months. Wow. We we had a very similar situation. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we had talked about that uh, just because the people were staying home. So what yeah. were they doing? They wanted their office to smell nice, mm-hmm. their house to smell nice, and, and nothing was coming from yeah. China at a, at a timely manner, and we were, our turnaround time is Yeah, is you great. were local. Yeah. yeah. So I want to backtrack a little bit yeah, because I want to know how Morgan was as a kid. Like, what oh, yeah. got you here? Because that's, that's always my thing. It's like, is it a personality thing? Is there something that, like, hard stop and then it, you pivot, you know, going a different direction? Yeah. No, I think it just always it's been, been a little... <laughs> Little, little bold, little strong, little yeah. loud, right? <laughs> Called a bulldog a couple hundred times in my life. Um, Were you bossy as a little girl? Yeah, bossy, yeah, was totally. Bossy. And I like to say, I just have operational comments on how things, like, I, yeah, that's my thing. My husband's like, oh, can you just leave the operational comments alone or to yourself or whatever? Because I'm like, can I fix this? Can I, can I just do this real quick? So yeah. that's my kind of take. I can, I can just fix it. But, um, and this is probably diving way too deep on a, like, childlike psychology level. So I have, a, I come from a, a family, my parents are divorced and my mom remarried and still married to my stepdad. But in one family, I'm the oldest child, another family, I'm the youngest, but I'm an only child at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what created this, like, I got it or I can, you know, like I yeah. can just figure it out because I kind of had a bounce between different like personalities a little yeah. bit um, or different like roles in the family. So, um, but yeah, I've always been this way. I've always been involved in sports um, I got kicked out of girls league basketball a couple times and I played boys league. Like I'm just, you know, it's kind did of, you always, did you have an entrepreneur hundred like, percent in the back, but you just kind of did the ticket sales first, but you were always kind of like, where is that? Yeah. When, when's that idea? I can, come? my, both my parents are entrepreneurs. Okay. I come from a huge family of entrepreneurs. Um, both my sisters are like all of us are, um, actually I don't know anyone in my family besides my husband who work is a firefighter. He's a captain of compliance for a fire department, right? Like this is how like <laughs> button up and like everything's like this. And I'm like, let's go start it software company that I don't know how to do. Um, so it's just different personalities. I, well, that's, what's great about that is because I was saying, we were talking about this earlier, is about like that night being sort of naive. Like, yeah, no, we can just do yeah. it. We I just, think that's yeah. part of our personalities. One is an entrepreneur, but two is a strong girl. Yeah. yeah. You were like, there totally. was no, who's going to tell us no? Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And even in my prior role, my last role, when I started, it was an entrepreneurship. So it was, here's your budget. Here's your expense budget. Uh, yeah. See at the end Figure of the year. Out. I talked to my boss twice a year and wow. that was it. And I just did what I wanted to do for six years. Then it restructured. And then I got a boss who wanted to call every day. Oh. And then it got restructured. And then, I, you know, like, and then it started. Yeah. And it, so I went from, I had a paycheck, but I ran and, you know, worked off of commission and, and all of that for a long time. Um, I just didn't have to do the back end of a business in that sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. Um, 
a line of, of growing like I love to know like the Goldman Sachs like where you were like actually let me back up did you take investment too or did, have you like were you building this all on your own no we took an EIDL loan okay and that's the only okay. investment that we've taken to this point that's amazing because tech yeah. you think that's what yeah. I always think if I'm gonna go in tech I gotta get an investment which is like a whole nother thing you gotta go yeah that's crazy so going into Goldman Sachs you know obviously you're like you're you're coming out of the five month goal but like what really was your eye opener and what changed for you going in versus coming out of the program yeah great question i think one of the like small little exercises that actually i still think about is what would you do with a million dollar check what would you do with a five million dollar check right and i actually said i don't want a five million dollar check because i don't want someone to have that ownership in my business at this point mm. and that was my answer and the advisor was like, okay, think about it as not as an angel, like think yes. about it a different way, right? And I still though, I still like, if I was to take a million dollars for this, what would I do now, right? And I, and I think that is something that is constantly a, from that one 20 minute exercise in five months, right? That was, that yeah. was a huge takeaway. Um, I love the finance side though. Deb was great, like all the teaching and stuff, right? Like I still don't understand half of what she said, but I, <laughs> I listened really good, I feel like. Yeah. Um, and Debbie from sales too, right? Yes. She was awesome. She's to come and talk to a couple networking groups I'm in. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've, I've booked her for those and she's awesome. And so um, those are some definitely top three, but that one, that question, what would you do with a million? What would you do with five? I think about on a regular basis. Did you implement anything immediately? Like uh, it, during the program or outside the program where it was like, oh, I can do this now. Or maybe I am looking for a million or what. Maybe now I know to invest. Um, it's not a million, but I can put this over here and turn that dial or whatever. Yeah. I would say I really started to look at people. That was a big thing mm -hmm. that I took away right away. One of my plan was to have five employees and I had three and so how are we going to do that and, and hire the right people? Um, I feel like I am not good at that, at hiring the right people. Um, and so that, there were some definite learning curves and a little bit of that pause and hesitation and stuff. But the people I have hired that have been right, that I have took, taken the time and not just taken the first person that's come to you, right? Because I think that's sometimes what we do is mm -hmm. we're like, oh, you want to work for me? You understand? <laughs> Let's go. You yeah. talk? Yeah, exactly. You show up? Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. You show up, you're in, right? Here's a $4 bonus every hour, right? Or right. whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So I think there that has been a big thing, though, of like I had this number that I wanted to get to on the people side and, and we're not there even now. But I don't feel bad about it. But I still think about it and work on it all the time. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I did Goldman, we had just launched our first version of Ticket Booth, like within weeks wow. prior. So when they're like, what's your new product? And I was like, I just did this. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't yeah. know what my next new yeah. product was because I had I had literally just done it. So um, we've launched another product since then. And we've kind of used some of the pathways and the learning from that. But at the time, I was almost backtracking to think of okay what else can we do to help increase the launch versus create something new yeah mm -hmm. what is change okay obviously not hiring somebody immediately how is your process for hiring change just in how you write the job description where you find them how you like what's the process they take to hire how has that changed that yeah found better quality yeah i think um i used to get really stuck in like 
cold, stale job descriptions that you just copy off Indeed, right? <laughs> You're just like, I'll just pull this line. This looks good. <laughs> but it's like it actually didn't use any of like our language or like our our personality or whatever in it. So I've started to make sure that that is part of it. Um, and then it is. It's it's actually talking to multiple people. It's putting out multiple ways. You know, you can put a job posting up on a website. You're going to get 20, 30 candidates. It doesn't matter what job you post for, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that there's anything there that's right for you or right for them at the same time. That also took a lot when I was letting somebody go was I took a lot more reserve and hesitation thinking, oh, my God, they're going to be so upset. And this, and they were like, I get it. This isn't a fit, too. Like, it, it goes two ways on that yeah. side. So that's part of it. And um, we also started using Culture Index um, as yes. a predictor. Uh, y'all, I'm obsessed with Culture Index. Like, it's awesome. The moment I can afford it fully, <laughs> I'm in. Um, it is a big investment the first year, but like the times I've been able to get people tested, it's spot on. And it's spot on for me. Like it's awesome. So um, it's a it's a big one that we try to utilize, especially for um, like direct roles, like account managers where they're talking now. They basically are a pathway between me and our clients. So we have to have a good path of communication. We have to have a good path of understanding. Is yeah. that similar to like uh, the personality test that week where we were testing like management styles and yes and no. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, it's, it does talk about like your, what your set is and then where you are currently when you take it. Okay. And it talks about your logic and your decision-making, if you're resilient or not. Um, so there's four letters, A, B, C, D, and you fall within a scale and then um, a logic and creativity imagination. So, and then awesome. the other thing that's cool on that one is they give you a little number on the side and it's how many hours a day you think that you can function and how many hours you actually are right now. So like they should match if you're in a good role where someone that I had to let go, her number was like 28 up top, but it was 47 below. So that should be a sign that she is not the right fit for that role. Right. So there's just little oh. triggers like that, that a lot of people use. Um, before even hiring and stuff. Now, are you guys all in office or do you have people working remote? No, we're, we're hybrid. So we do awesome. Monday, Thursday in the office. Um, if you've got a meeting during that time that has to happen, it has to happen. But we're there nine to one in the mornings. Um, and it's just nice because we're a small team. So we're able to talk and connect and actually know. And then everything else, you're welcome to come to the office, but you don't have to Tuesday, Thursday, uh, Tuesday Wednesday, Friday. So, um, awesome. yeah, it's a nice setup for people um, just give some flexibility, but also accountability. And like, you're also able to see, oh, that's what that person looks like that I work with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, I want to go to the product you talked about, like the newest one you launched. Yeah. So when it came to, you know, obviously growth, you, I'm sure there's a lot more clients you can bring on a lot more of that side, right? Yep. That's growth. Yep. And then there's new product side, yep. which is growth and trying to determine, okay, where do we put our resources? Do yeah. we go all in on this or... Can you talk about that process and what made you decide to put some resources over there to sure. the new product side? Yeah. So as we learned more about our clients' needs and wants, the person that's managing the tickets is also managing the holiday party, the happy hour, <laughs> and everything else. So they need an event registration system. They wanted something where they could create their own events, they could pull reporting, and they could get cool detail and different detail like our ticketing system provides versus... Yeah, you can put one up on Eventbrite, 
but you can't get all the details that you want. So we created a vet registration system. So it's everywhere from a small company that needs to, you know, take a holiday party to we just came back from California. One of our clients has their big annual conference, 2,500 people, and they use the registration for that with badging and everything. So it's a full on registration system. That's really cool. um, (laughs) That we have rolled out. So uh, that one's called Slate, like you would write on Slate. And so... Uh, but yeah, it's it's been a big project for us, but we're super happy. Um, and so we grew it by, we had several customers that we already had buy into that product as well. So now they use both platforms. And then we have some that just do Slate, just do the event registration platform. Um, and those actually are companies that don't have tickets. So it opens to a whole new marketplace. Those are nonprofits. Those are associations um, that have been utilizing that system. So it's a cool mix because we're opening to a whole new conversation of people. So by scaling that way, are you actually having to increase how many people you bring on staff? Or are you able to spread like the Right now work? we're able to spread, but we yeah, it's part of the plan, right? Awesome. So if we bring on X amount new accounts, we're going to need to grow, right? And, and we yeah. know kind of where that number is. It depends. Do we bring on more where the growth <laughs> happens, right? It's that little teeter-totter stage yep. of like, how many more can we add here? How many more can we add here before we have to do something about it? So, um, wow. yeah, that's the part right now that's kind of fun to figure out. How long did it take you to go to market, like, on a whole Eventbrite competitor? Like, that's crazy to me. Uh, we did it in about four and a half months. <laughs> we didn't do it well, but we did it in four and a half months. Yeah. So I want to yeah. go ahead. <laughs> no, it, it worked 80% at four okay. and a half months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the technology side, yeah. okay. My biggest fear in life is letting anyone down. Oh, right. Yeah. So that would be terrifying to me. Yeah. Knowing you're putting out a product that, like, I'm work, I'm working on ClickFunnels right now. They just launched 2.0, and they're just like, listen, just tell us what happened. Like, yeah. stuff's gonna happen. Yeah. Like, you, this is brand new. Merry Christmas. But <laughs> yeah. things are gonna break. So, yeah. <laughs> like, that would be so hard for me as a totally. business owner to put that out there. Can you talk about that process? Like, what it's like putting out a product that's gonna work 80, percent and you got to be okay with that. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's daunting and it's a little, it sucks a little too, right? Like it does because I want it to work. I, I never want it to be that page that breaks. The worst is like, I was on a demo the other day with someone and it broke while on a demo, Uh, like, and you're like, so what's happening right now? You know, like you're trying to cover, you're not going to lie, you know, but you have to tell the truth and what that looks like. So, um, it's definitely a mix, but there's also a level that I don't know everyone's wants and needs. I have my 15 years of event knowledge and I have my teams, you know, we come up with about 70 years of event knowledge between us. So we got a lot, but we don't have everything. And so what can we effectively do? And we know people want, and then some things we have no idea. I'll give you an example on the registration. Somebody wanted to upload a group registration form because they had 400 people. We hadn't thought about that. Mm, Right. I, I, I never would have thought about that. So, Okay, so that's we can put that in our, you know, in our pipeline of how we're going to fix. That's where the big question comes in is when you start taking that customer input, now you have to prioritize your wants, their wants and your payments. Yeah. Right. Like, how are you going to pay for all those? Because you can't be everything to everyone. But as a new company, you're trying to make sure you're something to enough. So that's been the challenge uh, to a degree. We've, I feel like we've gotten way better at it. Um, on the second ver- like second software mm-hmm. than we were originally with Ticket Booth, but um, yeah, it's just learning what those capabilities are and are not. So yeah, but it's it it now works fully. <laughs> yeah. But at first it was <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and we also like that has integrations that connects with PayPal, it connects with yeah. Sendgrid, it connects with Mailgun. Like 
So there's things too that you have to constantly maintain because they update an API, they update something, and now your system doesn't work because you've got to have that stuff. So yeah. it's just being aware of what everything connected to it is part of it as well. Mm. Yeah, so much fun. I know. <laughs> my mind is blown right now because um, you know you know your business, and like just hearing you talk yeah, about it, like thanks. it's making me very excited. But there's stuff that I'm like, I don't know what she just said, <laughs> and so but I'm, it's not, it it's obviously very effective and working. Um, so where what's next? Like, where's the, what's the next step for you? Yeah. So uh, I think our next uh, move is we're going to definitely continue to grow on both software platforms. We're going to look for a couple more team deals um, out there. Um, that's a big thing on our to-do list for 2023 to see where we can do. Um, and also grow into some new markets that we're not. We do work nationwide. We have clients all over. But there's some big key spots that we don't have clients. Um, and so we want to make sure that we're able to, to grow into those markets um, but yeah, I mean, I think we've really defined who our customer is um, by staying where we've stayed so far. And so now that we know that, we're not going to be wasting time, money, and energy just trying to get whoever in the door right. in new markets. So I think uh, next year will be our time to, to start approaching some of those. So when you say new markets, is it like, okay, we got the NBA covered, now it's NFL, or maybe it's, N- it's sports in general, we've got that down, now it's concerts? Like, how do you yeah, navigate so it's, those? It's, uh, a little bit of both. We actually this year realized that only 5% of our clients have have baseball season tickets. Mm, Everyone else is in the fall. So fall is crazy busy for us. And in summer, we're like, what do we do now? So there's a huge opportunity there when we look at by sport. Um, But also by market is by city, right? So we don't have any clients in Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, I mean, it's great. Great, right? We don't have anybody in Miami. Okay. But now we know how we get people in Dallas. We know how we get people in Kansas City. We know how we get people in Philadelphia, in Seattle, we can take those principles and apply them and start marketing and working our ways in those other cities. So uh, we got a few places on our on our short list to kind of identify our top three for next year. So is it like a boots on the ground thing or are you cold calling people? It's both. It's both. We'll okay. go to we'll do market visits. We'll go. Uh, nice. We'll do contacts that we have in the market. We'll try to set up events while we're there, lunch and learns, happy hours. We basically just host events for two or three days while we're in a market, plus everything that leads up to it to get some brand recognition because they have no idea who we are, right? So that's cold yeah. calling, that's emails, it's LinkedIn ads, targeted ads, all of that to those markets, to those places. Um, so we'll do a, a wow. wide variety, a wide mix of everything um, for that. Now, are you speaking to the venue or to the season ticket holders? Those are we're talking to season ticket holders. Cool. Those we're talking directly to the consumer, right? The ticket buyer. Yeah. Do you have a direct competitor? Anybody who does exactly what you do? Yeah. There's two other companies that okay. do exactly what we do, and then a a third that has another main business and adds just a little bit of software that could be applied, you know, that way. So. Uh, the number one been in the bit started the business right. He was the first one in the business 13 years ago. They're in LA. The other one, our other competitors in New York, so split coast. Um, but the difference there is they market to the big guys. They mm-hmm. want to talk to Google, Bank of America, Anheuser Busch. I can't work for Bank of America or Anheuser Busch right now, so that's fine. So they can go after the top 10 percent of the market. We'll take the rest because they are not priced effective to talk to anybody that we're talking to. Our clients ah. would not pay their pricing, and we know that. And we also, again, back to kind of that 80%, we offer about 80% of what their software does, but it's 80% that matters to our clients. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as a consumer, how do I get access to 
these tickets. Yeah, well, we got a snazzy new website that we just <laughs> launched uh, a few weeks ago. We updated some things. So uh, eventfindersusa.com. We're also on LinkedIn um, and fa- all the social, but LinkedIn specifically for the business consumer that's looking for some information about us. But um, yeah, anything in the ticket management space, we're happy to talk about. Mm, I like it. You want to do rapid fire? Sure do. Okay, so you don't, you're not prepped for these at all. So here we go. Okay. So you can say skip and you okay. like fast questions. Okay. So. Favorite beverage? Skip. <laughs> Water. I know. I was like, I had a Fresca the other day, but I don't know if I'd call it my favorite. Okay, sorry. I'm ready now. <laughs> that was your warm-up question. Yeah, that was my warm-up. Um, best advice? You've ever do been given. Do it. Been... Just do it. Was that for this company or just? Just kind of anything. Like, okay. I, yeah. I mean, I took a leap. I went out of state for college. I knew nobody, right? It was like, just go. Just see what happens. Like, just just go. Just do it. Yeah. Right? Failure is part of it. Yeah. Totally. Right? You learn way more that way than you do just winning. Yes. 100%. Um, if you could have dinner with anyone. Mm. I would have dinner with, uh, right now, Nolan Ryan, because I just watched his documentary. Mm, that is Oh, my God, Facing Ryan. It is so good. Okay. I was on an airplane watching it, and I took out my notepad and started it. taking notes. I was so intrigued in it. So, okay. okay. Adding that to yeah, the so that's, noted. It's HBO right now, right? Is I think HBO? so. Okay. I don't know. I was on a plane, so it was okay. on the list <laughs> <Yeah>. of movies. <laughs> but that would be my right now guy, yeah. What's your morning routine? Uh, so I have two little, so they kind of control it, right? But I am up early. Um, we normally go for a walk first thing, and then it's it's off to the races to get kids to school. And then my actual routine starts where I sit, figure out my priorities, top three to five things for the day, and then I go. So it's a little <laughs> little mixed in there with family and, and work. Any Reading anything? No, not right now. But favorite book? Yeah. Oh, favorite book. Um... And that's a tough one. I'm going to let's come back to that because I'm going to okay. run through some. Yeah. Uh, and then your top bu- uh, bucket list item. <laughs> OK, so I was telling my husband this the other day and it's a new bucket list item. So my plan is to sell this business in a few years. Um, and so he said, what are you going to do the first day after you sell this business? And I go, I'm going to get a new cell phone number because my <laughs> cell phone is attached to the business. <laughs> And he goes, well, that's a new bucket list because that means that you've made it by selling your company in yeah. a successful manner, and now you can get a new cell phone number. So that's so funny. And that, yeah, little you've things you think about. You've got the perfect business setup too because you can spin off business. You don't have to sell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. does does Elliot know that you're such a boss? Yes, but she's a bigger one. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that? <laughs> she started this new thing where she wants to go for walks by herself. Oh, and like oh, but she can re- like. She'll be like, I'm taking my baby doll for a walk. And, like, <laughs> goes out the door. And, like, it's just the garage door. Like, she's in the garage. She's still in our property and closed. Yeah. But okay. it's like, can you wait? Like, uh, how about we take an adult? So, uh, yeah, she's very much in charge. Um, but, yeah, she's she's a mini. Yeah, whenever she has an outbreak, my husband's like, can you can you it's handle so yourself? hard when you give birth to yourself. I know. Like, I know this is going to pay off and it's going to be I good. I know, right? But right now this hurts really I know. Bad. I know. Yeah. We're in the why stage, right? Because we're almost three. So we're uh, in the, but why? But why did that happen? So my, I'm mm-hmm. like, but why did that? So I ask it back. And that seems to either encourage or curve. 
can go either way. <laughs> Each week, uh, my daughter gets a word at school, and last week was opinion, and then she, everything is in my opinion. Mm. And you're like, great, mm-hmm. great. And but you want them to have an opinion. You, you don't do, want to break right. that spirit, yeah. but you also need yeah. to like, temper it at some point. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're big on the interrupting adult excuse me but then it just gets louder so we still have to work on that a little bit and then uh new classroom with new school year so we were in the same classroom for a year and a half new classroom new friends uh clearly somebody else says hey i was using that um because now we use that complete sentence in a very loud tone uh when she needs something so. that's just when they say something you're like what a what a strange little word that you're like my kids like obviously they started using literally i'm like it's so weird you're using uh-huh. literally. Like, where would that come from? And then I'm like, on the phone, I'm like, literally. I'm like, oh, oh, that's what happens that's there. Yeah. Yeah. She gets, and so, like, if I ever to her, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Like, every, it still happens, right? Yeah. Like, still some, and I'm like, and so she'll just look at me and, like, say it louder. And I'm like, I know, but I still don't know what you're <laughs> saying. You. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah. So, book, did it come to you? Oh, book. Um, <laughs> Oh, how to win friend? How to make friends and influence, influence people. people? Yeah, that's a go back to right. Like yes. I read it all the time. Go back mm-hmm. to it. Uh, right now, I'm reading Atomic Habits. Oh, that was um, nice. And so that one's a good mm-hmm. one. But yeah, probably the other one to go back to. Yeah, I, that's the thing about book, and this is my pet peeve with them, because I'm getting to an age where my memory is not that great. Yeah. So I a <laughs> don't remember them, and b I keep changing places in my life where this is now relevant in a different way so now I've got all these books that I have to read for the first time and reread and it's like I will never in my lifetime yeah I was at a conference this guy had a marketing firm he was speaking he gave away his book but in that book I got like halfway through he's referencing his original book so much that I had to stop reading it to then order that one to get it then I opened (laughs) the book back to where I was and I was like I don't know where I am. So I was like, Start what is over. happening here? Yeah. yeah. No, it's so frustrating. I'm just like, I can't, I don't even know where to begin anymore. Yeah. 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 So totally. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much. And we'll yes, have a pleasure. link to your website in Great. our show Thanks. notes. If anybody wants to go buy some tickets for Perfect. them, but thank you so much for doing this today with us. It's Thanks. Awesome. Yeah, this was Morgan. super fun. Yeah. It's wonderful Appreciate to it. see you. You as well. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah.